the prodigal son is uh, asks, give me, give me my inheritance. Give me my share of the inheritance. Give me my share of the uh, of of the of my inheritance of my of your wealth, give it to me, give me, give me, give me. Okay, so that's the attitude of a child. The attitude of a child is give me. And so then, what do you find? The older son, in the end of the chapter in Luke chapter fifteen, says the same thing. When he's angry and wouldn't go into the house, he also says, "Give me." You didn't give me. You didn't give me my. You didn't give me even a goat to share with my friends. And Luke chapter 15, let's just go there real quick. I'm just going to turn there real quick. And Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. He says, and he said, there were two sons, the son of one. uh, There was a, I'm sorry. And he said, there was a man who had two sons and the younger of them said to his father, father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. So he, did, he just turned around and divided the property between the two sons. Then, at the end of the story, once the prodigal son returns, he says he, uh, he is angry. The, the older son is angry. He says in verse 28, I'm sorry, verse 25, Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing, and he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come and your father has killed a fattened calf because he has received him back home safe and, back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. But he answered his father, look, these many years I have served you and I've never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me even a goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours comes who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. You see, the attitude of a child, give me. The younger son said, give me. The older son said, you never gave me. And so that's what children are always thinking. What can I get? What can I get? What can I get? Where's mine? Give me mine. Comparing yourself to others. Attention-seeking behaviors. Look at me. You know, doing things to impress people. Trying to get people's attention. That's childish way of thinking. Competing with others. Seeing other people as rivals. You see, that's... Seeing other people as rivals, as competition, as somebody who's like an who's uh, somebody who you're competing against. You see what I mean? That's a, that's what a rival is. Somebody who you see who you see as your somebody's competing with you, and and that's he says praise seeking. Didn't I do a good job? Didn't I do a good job? Didn't you notice what I did? Didn't you look at that? Look at what I've done. You see, and you find another example of that of um, that rivalry. You find an example of that in First Samuel, in First Samuel chapter one, in verse uh, five. Now, this man, speaking of Samuel's mother and father. Now, the prophet, now this man used to go up year by year from his city to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord of hosts at Shiloh, where the two sons of Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas were priests of the Lord. On the day when Elkanah sacrificed, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, see, he had two wives, but to Hannah, he gave a double portion because he loved her, though the Lord had closed her womb. Verse 6, 
and her rival used to provoke her grievously to irritate her because the Lord had closed her womb. So you see what happens when you see somebody as your rival, Penina thought that Hannah was her rival. So when you see somebody as your rival, what do you do? You provoke them, you test them, you, 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 uh, you irritate them, you do things that get them angry, you, you try to attack them. Why? Because you see them as your rival. And that's childish thinking. You see, that's thinking like a child thinks. And so what Paul, so again, if I still think like these things, attention seeking, um, comparing myself to others, competition with others, you know, praise seeking, compliment seeking, didn't I do a good job asking what about me? Well, where's mine and what I didn't get this and you didn't give me that. Da, da, da. That's the thinking of a child. And if I think like that, it's because I did not get what I needed to grow up. Or I'm not getting what I need to grow up, which is love, attention, affection, correction, and instruction in righteousness. You, we need all those things to grow and mature, to come out of these childish ways of thinking. You see, and so we, and so the question is, is that as a child, what happens? We have to, uh, if we still thinking of those, like we could be 40 and 50 years old, but the bottom line is, is that if, if we can get older, you know, life could go on, we could get promoted on our job, have children, grow and grow and grow and grow. But mentally, spiritually and emotionally, we're, we're back in our childhood days because that child has not been nurtured. And so what has to happen? We have to ask God, since God is outside of time because he inhabits eternity, Isaiah fifty-seven fifteen says that we need to ask God to go back in time where we were hurt as children, where our development stopped and heal us. And so we must pray for the healing of the inner child. We've got to ask God to go back to the place where we stopped growing and ask God to show us why we stopped growing and ask God to help us to continue growing. Because that's the only way, because that's the only way that we're going to come to maturity. And so what does that mean? What that means is, is that God is going to put us in situations to help us mature. He's going to put us in situations. He's going to make us, um, he's going to make us more patient. He says in verse, uh, if you look at James, what is the process of the Lord making us mature? You look at James in chapter one, Hebrews, and then James in chapter one. He says, uh, count it all joy, my brethren, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness or perseverance. And let perseverance have its full effect that you may be perfect or mature and complete, lacking in nothing. And so what God is going to do is he's going to put us through trials. He's going to put us through testings. He's going to put us through difficult situations. Just like the children of Israel, the Bible says that with the children of Israel, he disciplined them. He brought them to the place of hunger and thirst and need. Why? To mature them so they could learn to depend on him. You see, that's what the Bible commands us to be mature as in our thinking. Think maturely. What is that? Thinking and independence upon God and being dependent upon God. So God puts us through different trials. He puts us through different difficulties in order for us to be what? In order for us to be mature, to grow up to the point of maturity. That means that you've got to leave the childish things behind. You know, throw another thing of childish thinking is throwing temper tantrums when you don't get your way. That's what a child does. 
When a child doesn't get their way, they throw temper tantrums. You send up here rolling around on the floor or prancing around, you know, stomping and getting because you're not getting your way, you know, throwing a temper tantrum. That's what children do. And so this is what what the Lord is trying to break us from. He's trying to break us out of these immature ways of thinking so that way he can bring us into the knowledge, into greater knowledge of himself. And so we've got to we've got to be uh, given training in righteousness. We've got to be given love. We've got to be given affection. We've got to be given correction and instruction in righteousness. That's how we're going to come out of childish ways of thinking. And we need to pray. We need to be asking God to go back to the inner child. We need to be asking God to go back to the place where I stopped growing, where I stopped maturing, where I stopped developing. Show me what was that thing that happened to me that stopped my growth and development. Heal me of that thing and then help me to mature. Bring, bring that child that's in me to full maturity, to full maturity in Christ. And it's going to be a long and arduous process if we, don't, if we, uh, if we submit to it. But we're going to get there. It's gonna, it, God is going to do it. But we don't need to be sabotaging the process. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Help us to think maturely, Lord. Help us to come out of childish ways of thinking. Help us, Lord God of heaven, to please go back to the place where we were traumatized or where we were made a, made a bad decision. And that bad decision kept us in a childish way of thinking. Help us, Lord, to grow to full maturity in Christ. We praise you and thank you in Yeshua's name. Amen.